Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Hi, welcome to the most incredible podcast oh, yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, Kill Me Now. I'm Judy Gold. Our ge- our guest today is well. Let I me just start. Now shut the fuck up. I know what I'm going to say. Uh, Lauren's also here, uh, just saying things that annoy me and doing the boards and really getting on my nerves. So um, our guest today. Uh, I don't know how to describe... I mean, there's so many different ways to describe him. He's very good looking. I mean, in a classic sort of that whole... It's gone away, the way, the handsomeness yes. of you. I'm not castable. You are... I mean, you, you are, are a walking are, soap hey, opera. Lauren! <laughs> sorry, everyone who's listening in the car. I'm doing my intro. I'm sorry. She's worked on this. Yeah. He's classically handsome. Yeah. He's incredibly... 
uh, intelligent, funny, worldly, and curious. He is entertaining. He's a family man. He's out. Yeah, I know. Same. Mm. He is. He's just. It's like you meet him and you're never going to meet anyone like him again. Yeah, he's just so well. Just, this John is so Fugel nice because I've loved her since I was jo- a little kid watching John, her on the Dumont oh, that, Network. Shut and- your mouth. Um, John is way I'm older about to than puke me. All uh, over the desk, ladies and gentlemen. John Fugel saying thank Gold you so is a, much a for special being. guest, like the second open mic now. I ever did. And John, just- you're paying way too much. I don't know if you know. Do you have you met Lauren? I've met Lauren. Okay. I'm, I'm mansplaining. Okay. Yes. So Lauren, um, are you really mansplaining? I, I thought I. So, you know Lauren is trans, correct, or no? I, I don't know anything. Okay, so Lauren is trans. <laughs> okay. So Lauren uh, great, great looks, response. I want... So Lauren is basically feedback on the show. Like, she, <laughs> he, she is not allowed... He, you had it right I know, thing. I did that on purpose. I know you did. Just to annoy him. So Lauren is a man, mm-hmm. um, has always been a man, got a little upset when his penis didn't grow in, and his mother told him he couldn't wear shirts uh, no shirt around the house because yeah. he would get boobs and was like what the what are you talking about so now lauren is in a nutshell yeah that's what happened and so lauren is a man but has a f- female hookup body yeah yes. yeah body it's not even that female but whatever and uh <sighs> thank you you're welcome and uh does not want to transition gets mm-hmm. gets a lot of acting work as a dykey woman mm-hmm and is now in and a play. And a feminine woman. Yeah. No. I clean up. And uh, also is now in a play where he's playing a guy. Okay. Wow. We're done. Yes, we're done. Lauren, how do you self-identify? I am uh, not playing a guy. I'm playing a girl. I thought uh, you were playing a guy. No, I'm playing a lesbian. I, I did just do, I just did um, the uh, just a one act. Uh, it was the yeah, only you show you that I, I, I did in, in this past week. Oh, movie. that's the one I was thinking of. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's the only time I played a, a non-transitioning trans guy. Okay. So, I'm, I'm mistaken for transgender, but I'm, I'm actually just Are you really? Is that true? I, I classify as sissy. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, you're not. You have hairy face. You're a okay, sissy Lauren, man. Lauren. You're a little instead of cis man. Did you take her um, Adderall today? No, I ran out. <laughs> okay, you got to come down. I know. Um, do you want some Ritalin? Sure. I don't have it. Anyway, so John Fugelsang, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Um, I always begin the broadcast with a kill me now moment. Please. Um, because it is kill me now, and we will talk about the things that you're passionately angry about. Oh yeah. Um, I pray for sweet, merciful deaths, loving embrace. Thank you on a regular basis. And how 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 articulate and and your your yeah, that was, your mastery of the English language is is incredible. But word. you just so, made the show classy, Holla. Lauren. You're making it unclassy. Sorry. That's, Did you know that on my Instagram, you know, they have the description. I wrote, I love Kala. That's it. So, John, follow Judy Gold on Instagram at J-E-W-D-Y Gold. Okay. Right I feel like I'm not getting this started and I want to get it. So, yeah, John, I'd love to start here's my kill me. Okay. This is my kill me now moment, and which you will be experiencing before you know it. Yesterday, I had to drive Henry to Newburgh, New York to take his driver's test. Okay. Now, the reason it's in Newburgh is because you can never get one close by, and you have to months in advance, so we had to go to Newburgh. I don't know if you know anything about Newburgh, but I... I spent a month there one weekend. Okay. I was trying to look up while we went... <laughs> we went to... 
<laughs> so, I thought I was high. No, you're not. But you're going to be if you don't shut up. Promise? So, so anyway, I looked. I wanted to find out more about Newburgh because yeah. it looks like it was a beautiful port city in the late 1800s and mm. early 1900s, and now it's a dilapidated, dilapidated, like makes Detroit look like you know, good place for a driver's East Hampton. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, not not that any Newburgh people. I'm not trying to. You all suck. No, we hate I, you. That's not what she said. Lauren. Oh, that's no. not. Oh. Can you? Um. It, it's just sad. It's sad what happened to that town because it looked like a beautiful town, and the buildings that were left looked like they. It was. It's there's so much history there, and yet now it's, mm-hmm. and it's so sad. And it, the the it's beautiful. I mean, the mountains. Was in it a it, fishing town? Uh, it seems as if it was, but it was a port. So I'm I'm okay. thinking it was a lot of. Commerce back and forth. All right. Anyway, so um, I had to drive. He wanted to drive there, which is against, you know, rules. But I let him drive until we got off. And then I was like, oh, my God, I can't take it. So then uh, we get there. And I say to the woman, who's the most miserable human being, and literally, it's a, it's on a street. And there's just a sign, like a parking sign that says New York State Driver's Center. It's literally... Like you're walking, you're driving down any street, USA, and you're seeing that an unfulfilled, unhappy person. Right, does but I didn't tests until I ran around sixty times wondering where the thing is. Because when right. I took the test, you went to a thing. You went to a thing, and there was a desk and a person, and then and, and then yeah, and then there was a course that yeah. you drove around. Okay, no, so uh, we ha- we were like wazing it. I have no idea that it's just a fucking sign and a miserable woman, you know, next to a cemetery. Mm-hmm. So we finally get there, and I said, oh, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, we were on time, but I said, oh, God, I'm sorry, we couldn't find it. And she goes, well, you're the first person today who couldn't find it. I'm like, uh, yeah, ha, we're ha, from ha. New York City, and, and uh, miserable, like miserable, <laughs> has not been yeah. touched oh, yeah. in like 30 years, mm-hmm. and 30 years ago, it was like, was her you know, her coach. Day. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, she gets in the car. I said, um, "Can you? T- um, do you know how long it'll be?" I can't answer that question. I was like, uh, "Oh my yeah. god!" Okay. So then Henry, I can tell he's nervous, but he's very friendly, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Henry," uh, and she said, "Great." <laughs> so he goes up to the light, and I could see he already fucked up because he stopped uh, at the. Oh, it was a stop sign. He stopped way too early. And then he stopped again and then saw someone was coming. So he tried to back up and there was a truck behind him. So that's minus, you know. So I'm like, fuck, I can't. So then uh, he goes around the corner. I'm not even paying attention. I don't know what's going on. He's driving. And then all of a sudden he comes back like 10 minutes later, maybe less. And she's just sitting there talking to him. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't. Mm Because you know the tantrum and crying. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I failed driver's tests like JFK Jr. failed bar exams. I know exactly. Yeah. So I, of course, first try. And I am the queen of parallel parking. (laughs) Lesbians are better people. We know this. That's right. So anyway, he um, talks to her, talks to her, and then he gives me. Debatable. She gets is getting out, and then she gives me, he gives me the thumbs up. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So I get there, and he's like, you know, you can get, they take off points. Yeah. And the maximum amount of points they can take off is 30. Once you hit 31, you know license. And he had pulled her, she had pulled him over uh, after a few moments and said, you're not doing well. And he got really nervous. But the day before, I spent hours teaching him how to parallel park, and he scratched my car. Anyway, but uh, he passed. 
with the 30 <laughs> points. Congratulations. Um, and Question mark? he drove home and I it, it, I it is so nerve wracking sitting in the car while your kid's driving and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, I was, and, and relax, mommy, relax. And then so finally I was just like, you know what? I'm giving him back what he did to me. And I'm like, um, Henry, can you turn off your stupid music so I can listen to my headphones? <laughs> Henry, how much longer? How much longer? And I just, and he, <laughs> he was getting so mad and he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not playing Broadway tunes while I like gyrate at the, st-, you know, and so it was so funny, but, and I, I said, have oh, video of her gyrating I said, the tunes in the I car. said, um, let's make a video of this. He's like, no, like he has, wants nothing to do with, the only thing he wants. You just drove this brat to get his license. Where's I know. he got cop in an attitude for uh, But he is not, um. I've met this guy. Tell him. Yeah, he's the, he's great. But he is, he has to look, he has to approve every photo that goes up of him. Oh. So yeah. I took a picture of him in the car, and then he's like, let me see, let me see, let me, you know, he has to look like, you know, it's very, he's 19. Yeah. I, I posted a photo of him the other day in, um, Mac Ma- Weldon. In a Mac Weldon shirt, which was our sponsor, and they have like really nice clothes, you know, yeah. but they sent it to him. Uh, they, you know, got uh, they some sent me sons. some stuff, so I, like, I gave to the kids, of course. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got a couple things, and uh, and so he's, you know, I take a picture of him, and he looks like a supermodel. I mean, like he looks like super. He hates it. Like you and him on the cover of. Oh GQ my god, he's got that handsomeness like you, that classic. Yeah, yeah. Does he have yeah. that death like pallor and the Don Knotts torso like me? No. Or, okay. Um, comic. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I post this picture, and I'm like, you too can look like a supermodel if you wear Mac Weldon, you know. Um, Judybull.com slash Mac. He was yeah. Called, oh, then. Get this off me. Get this picture. I mean, I like get yelled at. So I, I wrote to Lauren. I said, can you just take it down? And and Lauren's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm said it's not even. That's a sign he's a good guy. It's just him. Full humility is good. For and him. Lauren thinks I said, I said, I totally took the blame. I didn't say Lauren. You, you, I, I mean, until now. I mean, I didn't but, want. This is know. a happy story. It's okay. I would have taken it. This is not it. a kill me now okay, story. Okay, I have so much. No, but it was like I wanted to kill myself in the fucking car with him. And then. You know, he almost hit a bike. I said, you are a bicyclist and you better be nice to the the bicycle riders. And he won't beep at them or anything, but he almost killed one um, last night on 10th Avenue. That's but uh, And he's mad at me for screaming. You know what? You're not patient. I'm like, literally, we're near death's door. And I'm like, stop. And, and you know, so I it's whatever. But it was a definitely kill me now. And now I will not have a good night's sleep until like 2070. Yeah. Because he has a license. Yeah. <laughs> I won't Like either. most kids I, in New York don't have a license. You're so lucky that he's he's ready to leave and drive away. That's a good well, thing. Well, he left I have a, last year. I have a toddler. Year. Yeah. No, he left and he's <sighs> I have many leaving. years to wait for this. Well, him and his girlfriend have been living with me all summer and I want to kill myself. Oh, anyway, God. Well, as can, soon can, as he leaves, she's going to oh, be a wreck. John, I, I have to it. tell you. Because the can. other night, the other night, I got, I got, you know, the woman I live with and the child I live with, and then my ex girlfriend moved in. That's my summer story. Wait, There's my reality. Whoa. Do we have any sound effects? That's a no? sitcom. Okay. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? No, no. Why? Uh, because uh, we sh- my my ex, who's uh, one of my closest friends, one of my wife's closest friends, uh, has had a really bad year, and her, her the, the the friend who was renting her an apartment said, "I'm selling the place," and she called up her boyfriend, this douchebag, uh, and said, "I need a place to live," and he said, "Oh, well, you can't move in here." And so I was like, "Damn!" So we have a guest room. Come stay with us for the summer. It's fine. So she moves in, and it's great. We have a toddler. More grown ups, the better. Right. More, more people 
for Does that she babysit? crib lizard to go look at. Yeah. Yes, she babysits. <laughs> she, 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 the other night we put him to bed and she watched him so we could go out and waste 40 bucks on the new Woody Allen film. She right. does nice things for us. Right. Um, oh, it was like watching old men Don't die. you get free? You can go for free to the Woody Allen. No. Show your SAG card. That's only for award season, I think. Oh, right. What? Oh, yeah. it's August. It's Sorry. August. So, so, so the other night, uh, my wife had to go out with her her coworkers, her because uh, mm-hmm. my wife's boss died at age thirty seven in her sleep. No way. Oh yeah. Why? It's been quite a summer. First day of our vacation, by the way. Her boss died. So wait, no wait, wait, wait. Thirty seven in her sleep. Yes. Why? We don't know. Uh, there's is a, the husband upset about her dying? He's devastated. Oh, oh all right. God, so he didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Devastated. Really nice guy. I was so joking. she died at 37. First day of our vacation. So there goes my. You know, I didn't have a. So then vacation, you went back and so so my wife has to go Jewish? out now. Yes. Oh, good. So it was a quick funeral. My wife has to go out now with all the bosses. Because <laughs> right. now she's not the VP. She doesn't want to be the VP, but she's doing the VP's job. Right, of course. And she keeps saying, I don't want this job. But now she has to go out drinking with them all. She's a lightweight, a vegetarian, lightweight. Comes home, uh, hung over all day. Uh, comes home from work early because she's so sick. So I come home. I'm so exhausted. So my whole night is, oh, I get the toddler. I have to give him dinner and put him to bed and read him stories and do the whole thing. And I'm, all I want to do is go to sleep. Yeah. Or maybe all I really want to do is watch the final episode of True Detective so I can have one last disappointment right. from that whole experience. So, because uh, it, it's fascinating to watch. Uh, so, so uh, I finally get the child to bed and he decides this night to be the biggest crib lizard brat of all time. He won't <laughs> stop getting out of bed. I, we, I wasn't two? ready. Three. I wasn't oh. ready to give up the crib. We didn't need to get rid of the crib. My wife was bored for the weekend, decided to dismantle the crib, make it a child's bed. So now he's up when he wants to be up and the lights are on and we don't sleep anymore. 6.30 this morning he comes in. Her fault. So uh, I blame her. So I, I finally get the child to bed at 9. I go upstairs and as soon as I sit down, my wife comes outside to the back porch and begins vomiting all over the place. Oh. And I'm holding her hair back, oh trying to help God. her. Everything I say is wrong. Everything I say makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally get her to bed and at that second... My ex has been dumped by the douchebag. Oh. So now I'm up till midnight oh with the ex. Oh my God, perfect storm. I'm up till midnight with the ex who's sobbing and sobbing. And this guy was such a tool. I mean, he like... Did you hug her? I hugged her a lot. What did your wife see? My wife hugs her all the time. We're all very close. See, she and I were together many years ago. We're uh, all very Lisa would freak out. Go. Well, they, I, they, my wife introduced me to her years ago, right. and then we broke up for a year, and I dated her. Right. And I, it's all codependent, okay, yeah. big love shit. You're like a lesbian. I know. Yeah, that's like lesbians are like. Believe me, we have total. We're right down to the bed death. We are a lesbian couple. Oh wow. Um, I see. I know about that, but I actually this. don't have that. What what bed death? For some lesbian reason, lesbian bed death. What is this? Lesbian bed death. It's, Lesbi- uh, it's oh, when lesbians after women. like five year, four years they stop having sex. Yeah, really. Straight people have that too. But so, I don't. That's the thing with Elisa. Like, I don't know. We all we still have sex all the time. I great. love having sex with her. She's yeah, the first person I'm like, oh, I hate you, but I'm still attracted you know what, that, to you. That makes me that that makes a lot of sense. Well, my wife's bisexual, so I'm halfway lesbian. What oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are, and you have an open relationship? We're, that's not what this show's about. This show's I know. about miserable things. No, I so want to hear about... I, let me finish sh- this. Hang on. So I finally get my sick wife to bed. Then my ex is sobbing, and I'm up with her till, till, uh, till We're in. one in the morning. And then the next morning, the child's up at 6 a.m. I get up because my wife was sick before. He's not himself. He's not feeling well. I go upstairs, make him a smoothie, make him his waffle. I make a hell of a smoothie. First of all, you the You stay at my house, I make you a smoothie. Oh I make you a great smoothie. upstairs I love makes me want to stab myself. Go. Well, it's I'm on a ground floor in a basement. I don't care. You They're like, stairs. Do you like roaches? I lived in a ground floor. Yeah. Oh, you don't like upstairs? 
Just no, I stairs. want an upstairs. It's go. wonderful. It's, I have a, I, I go upstairs with my little narrow spiral staircase. Hitchcock don't don't death try that. to don't. And uh, I make the smoothie, give it to the child, and then uh, the child comes in and begins vomiting pink smoothie goo all over oh. the place. And now he's sick. So, so my he wife, went out drinking with her. My wife wasn't hungover. She had a 24-hour flu. And now the child has it. So... So uh, I spend the entire morning with them until the nanny comes in, and then the nanny's terrified of getting sick. My wife has to leave work, but I more or less, I, I went full on Virgo, you know, like full mm-hmm. on Virgo, taking care of everybody for about thirty six hours straight. Virgo, right here, right. Virgos are yeah. a lot of work, and they're worth it. But oh goddamn, God. when we have to be my the good Virgo, Virgo, well, we could be the needy Virgo. It's my all mother, good. my mother Virgo. So uh, when, oh, when yeah. was your birthday? My birthday is September third. Oh, September eleventh, August thirtieth, right August thirtieth. Nice. My, my uh, two of my best friends share birthdays with you guys. Oh, with oh, I'm November. Fifteenth. Oh, okay. Well. So. Okay. Go ahead. So anyway, so you know that's my life. Like you know, y- y- you don't realize God like, made babies cute so we won't eat them. Yeah. Right. Or and they are horrible people. Toddlers are the worst. The worst people in the world. Babies control the media. You can say anything about Israelis and Palestinians you want, but you can't say shit about babies, right? Because mm. they will throw you off the TV. Right. You, you can't say bad things about babies. You know what? But babies Fuck will. Babies. They will. They will smack you and bite you and manipulate you and. Hurt hurt you and you keep thinking love can change them. You and, think you can change But the and babies, problem is babies are Chris okay. Brown, we are Rihanna. But look, now now we have children and you know. not a lot of comics choose the child. And they way. are smart, happy people. Now my mm. father has well, my father's uh, passed away in 1990. And he has these two cousins, Norman and Vivian, and they're in their 90s. They still travel. They're, you know, and prior to, you know, my mother just passed. And, you know, I remember earlier in the year having a conversation with her about, you know, I said, you know, Vivian's sister died. They just got on a plane to Long Island. And I and she's like, well, I said, I don't get it. They're like in their 90s. They travel. They're, you know. No children. That's what she says to me. Mm-hmm. No chill. I'm like, you're what? Uh, thanks. That yeah. makes me feel great. What it's I a could, lot of. It's a lot of. When work. I think if I didn't have a kid and if I wasn't married, oh, I, I could be. I could be another miserable alcoholic woman right. eating impotent comic in a bar. But also, you know what? Um, I do play with my. F- f- when I when I had kids your age, I, we, we we would play. What would we be doing now if we didn't have children? Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. What would you be doing now if you didn't have children? Not cursing my life. Okay, so. <laughs> I want to go into your life. You wouldn't be on the show. Uh, okay, I want to go into your life um, because I'm fascinated by, by you. I've been fascinated by you for many years. Um, and I you. God damn it, I love you. Now <clears throat> you, you, the oxymoron of you hosting America's Funniest Home Videos with yes. that brain. That's what I tried to tell my agents many um, times. To me, I, I just never, like, that was like. I know. I had, I'm like, take the money, honey, but. Well, that was the thing. My agents yeah. had, my agents had this weird uh, medical syndrome where their eyeballs turned into dollar signs. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, I had Seriously. been offered, I already been offered a lot of game shows and I was in my early twenties and I turned them all down. I was like, no, I'm an artist, damn you. And then I did this special with George Harrison and this special with Paul McCartney right. in the I, summer. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then suddenly I was like, I had a little bit of heat because of those things. And, uh, they called me up and said, Hey, they want you to audition for America's Funniest Home Videos. And I thought it was a joke. 
I literally thought it was a joke. And I said, you know, I'm doing a shoot for VH1 in Washington Square. I'm not free. And the agents called me and they said, hey, uh, the, the casting director is in from L.A. She wants to see you. I said, I'm sorry. I'm shooting till 6. They said, well, she's taking a later flight to see you. And I thought, oh, I can't be a dick. dick I got to right. go in. So I go in and I, I'm just me and this casting director and I just mock the show. I've never watched an episode of the show. Uh, I know it's about cats falling off of cliffs into vats of battery acid and guys getting whacked in the groin with polo mm-hmm. mallets and right. hilarious family fun. Uh, and I just mock it and, and uh, I leave and I think it's done. And then they say they want me to go to L.A. to test for it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. And I go out there and I, I'm, I'm there and I see uh, uh, everybody, every guy in the world right, is out right. there. Every guy. I mean, every comic is right. out there. You, you Do know. they all have did you thick, ever, beautiful, wavy hair like you? Did, did you ever want to <laughs> no homo. say to them why are you, I mean, did I figured at, it out. At any point, well, I figured it out. But but at any point did you say, yeah, I kind of want this. Like, no. I mean, I I, I even I was, when you were like when you I was got too the young job, to enjoy it. When you got the job, did you have a little bit of oh, I got a job on TV. Well, I already had a job on TV. Right. But I mean, so I was working in cable on VH1. I know, but and, this is a network show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got a kick out of it because it was so high profile. It was so right. not like me. I, I I was trying to say yes to things because right. I was a very serious, angry person in my 20s. And right. I was not. I was ill-equipped to enjoy a fluffy job like this. Right. Now I get it. I could go there and do it and phone it in and have fun. Like Tom um, Bergeron's a master. I love him on that show because he's just so breezy and you can tell he doesn't care. And right, he's right, a right. good time and he's excellent at that. You have too much to say. Now, I, well, I, I, but I was offered all the prompter monkey jobs because I look like a weatherman from Omaha. Right. So I get offered and all the And you bland, have a great voice ha, ha. and you're quirky. Yeah. You got, all right. Now, it's when, hard when I actually, to pull that stuff When off. I actually got it, I was at, I was at Sanibel with my girlfriend and her parents, and, and they called me up, and my agent and my manager together on the phone. I thought, oh, no. And they said, well, you gave it your worst shot. And, and I, you know, when I, <laughs> they flew me out, I just went into the room, and right. I mocked the show in front of everybody. They right. brought out Daisy Fuentes to have her stand next to me, and I made fun of her. Right. I, I tried to be David Letterman. I tried to be cantankerous and crotchety. And they crotchety. were, like, loving it. They loved it. Uh, and then now- when I started on the first day, can you smile more? Oh, fuck you. Can we aerosol spray you a tan? Can uh, you wear this Seacresty three-button pe- three suit, which, which is shiny? Can you Just like shave? a woman. Can you? And I realized, oh, it's like the Brady, oh, wait. So like you the Brady get, Bunch episode. You get, you get the same <laughs> shit, like... It was about, like about your looks. And when stuff. Greg became Johnny Bravo, because right. he I fit the that. suit, and I thought, oh, y'all just wanted someone as tall as Daisy Fuentes who could ad lib. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Now, yeah, to make her look even. Well, she's great. I mean, she, I, I got nothing but love. for I her. I love her. But uh, listen, I d- and a great, a great, great team of people. The best, the best crew I ever worked with in TV. But I was the wrong guy for. Yeah. It. They were bringing you, me in for meetings, saying, showing me clips of me, saying, "Can you, can you smile more? Can you not scowl when you do this?" I'm like, "But scowling got me the job." <laughs> yeah. Did your parents enjoy you on that show? For the first three weeks, they got a real kick out of it. You know, they mm-hmm. they they were living. They, my dad had retired. They were living in Virginia near my mom's family. They would go to like the mall and pay for something with a check, and the clerk would recognize the name. And that right. never happened. My name's like you know, it's the German word for for lactose intolerant. You don't right. hear it too much. So uh, in the beginning, they got a kick out of it, and by the fourth week, they understood why I, I wasn't into it. Now the- they thought it was kind of silly. The story of your parents is so beyond... I mean, it should be a movie. It should be a film. Um, your father was a uh, Franciscan a brother, brother. Yeah. And your mother was a nun. She was. And they were... And I do, from, I do stand up because I will never be able to afford the therapy I, I need. But you had parents, from what I've read, who adored each other. Well, he 
she loved him. Mm-hmm. He was in love with her. Right. And that was the, the driving dynamic in my life. And do you feel mm. like that's your relationship with your wife? I, hmm. Okay. Whoa. We'll move on. <laughs> right? This is what she does. Um, so. Some days. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but I, but I think the greatest gift uh, a male can have is a father madly in love with his, uh, his female. Or male, if that's what you got. Right. Uh, a father who's madly in love with his partner. Now, my children don't have mm-hmm. a father, so what are they missing the out The greatest on? gift they can have is uh, a mom who's madly in love with their other mom. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it, right. you know, you, you want to be raised by someone. Look, look, I never saw my mother open a car door. I don't know if she knows how to open a car. Right, right, right. Um, And I'm (laughs) glad for that. I'm glad that, you You know. You know, I came from, um, I know your parents were in World War II, right? Or I mean, they were little kids. Right. Okay. So they were alive during the. So my father was in the Army. Mm -hmm. He was born in 1916, my father. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he, he was that man. I never saw him without a shirt on. Yep. Um. I, you know, like all these guys would walk around drinking beer. I mean, he played the violin. He loved the opera. He loved oh, gardening. Yeah. He was such like a renaissance guy. Elisa's like, he had to be gay. I'm like, he wasn't <laughs> no. gay. This is before look, TV and internet right. when men had to develop interests. But you look at... He was, um, he was well-rounded. Um, you look at, uh, you know, movies of them at their honeymoon. It's like they he can't keep his hands off her. And I'm like, she's so annoying. I can't... Like, I think now that she's... They're together somewhere, even yeah. though I don't believe in any of that, but I kind of do. And... Because I feel like your soul lives on. I think so. Um, Sound and vibrations. I so... And so I, I, I feel like they're somewhere... And he's like, I was having 25 years. I had such a well. He doesn't talk like her. 25 years. I had such a good time. But he was madly and in love with her. I. They fought so much. Yeah, mine too. And but she, my dad. He uh, my dad complain. was lustful towards my mother. Yeah, I understood I don't know. lust from how my dad was. Right. My pop was always all over her, and he drove her nuts. And when he was in hospice, he drove her really crazy. So do you? Was, she complained all the time because he he couldn't do anything. He was just saying, "I love you, babe. Love you, babe." All day long. Right. Oh, made how her did nuts. They she meet, complained. They, the last time, the last word I heard him say was "babe." But then, as soon as he was gone, as soon as he was gone. I realized, oh my God, you know, she loved him more than she ever knew. And once he was gone, yeah. 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 So, how did they meet? Well, my mom was, uh, she went into the convent right after uh, high school. Uh, Her her boyfriend at the time was a a, a naval guy from Norfolk, and he proposed to her at the prom. And she said, No, I'm already engaged to Jesus. And she went right into the convent. And I could never understand why a young woman. I'm so glad she didn't marry him, but Jesus? Well, I could never understand why, like, a young girl would choose a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience and servitude. Unless she was a lesbian. But she she came from an abused family. Like, she had an abusive childhood. There is speculation about okay. that. Yeah. Also, she okay. was probably my mother. I'll tell you what my mom said. Uh, she said, uh, uh, "God, one of my aunts is going to hear this and freak out at me because I said something on NPR once that got me in trouble." But my mom said to me that uh, she went into the convent hating her father, and by the time she came out, she was indifferent towards him. Oh, oh. well, that's a good so journey. Okay. And yeah. you can do research about nuns and oh, I know percentages. We of had a who um, been interfered with as children. Yes. Sharon, my ex, had this book she lo- loved to read every night. Let uh, lesbian nuns speak out. Oh, um, and it was interesting stories about these women who yeah. became nuns. 
And okay. I love I love nuns. But my, they, the convent put my mom through nursing school. They transferred up to Brooklyn to Holy Family Hospital. My dad had tuberculosis. He was right. a Franciscan brother, taught history to Catholic boys in Brooklyn, fell madly in love with this nun he met in the hallway one day. Mm-hmm. He had, was mostly healed and would come back for, for checkups. And, and he would just met t- this quiet Southern nun, fell madly in love with her, uh, knew he couldn't tell her. Knew he couldn't say anything, right. so they became close friends. And then the convent transferred her to Africa oh, God. to work first with lepers, and then oh, in a fuck. hospital in the jungles right. of Malawi. And yeah. I mean the jungle, like no TV, no radio. Snakes would come in and wrap around the bedposts, mm-hmm. and she'd have to chase bats from the infirmary. Her dog was mauled by a porcupine once. Like she was in the crocodiles would like mm-hmm. snatch children away by the river when mothers did laundry. Like she was in the jungle. Right. And my dad wrote letters every week, giving all the news what was happening back in the states in the sixties right. with LBJ and Vietnam yeah. and. Right. Martin Luther my King, dad was a, yeah. my dad was a Martin Luther King fanatic oh. and he was really into the Franciscans and social justice for me growing up there were pictures of Gandhi and Dr. King all over the house mm-hmm. I first heard of Malcolm X's my dad had the giant hardcover book right on the on the right. bookshelf and you know my dad didn't want us to be Republicans but he dressed us like them you know what right. I mean so so mm. he wrote letters every week the mother superior would open the letters read them out loud to whoever was around that was the newspaper right. for, my mom was always the last to receive her mail right. the convent huh. was a place where Sister Mary Frigid of the Immaculate Menopause would beat these women down where they were conditioned to equate humility with self-loathing, which right. I think is a very, which is becoming a I bygone that, thing in the Catholic I, Church. I kind of think, yeah, I was, that makes me think of Catholicism. Well, yes. I grew up thinking the yeah. harder I was on myself, the more virtuous I was, right. and the more God would find favor with me because I hated myself so right. much. And well, that's Jesus not, right. made the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, but, but all, that, all that self-loathing shit is not Jesus. It's right. all the church. It's oh, all absolutely. The church. all the unauthorized oh, do you, um, Do you like being called an iconoclast? The New Yorker called me an iconoclast, and I dug that. So yeah, I'll take I like it. that yeah. for you. I like that for you. You know, I don't know, because I, I don't think the Pope would consider me Catholic. I, I consider, I, I mean, I say the Catholic Church, Catholicism is my asexual orientation, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't know what I am. I'm a seeker. I'm, I'm a guy who, right. trusts, who, who trusts those looking for the truth. I don't trust those who claim they have the truth. You're a question so asker. You have... I get asked if I'm Christian, and I say I aspire to be. Right. You know, I think that's something like 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 liberal or like loving. It's something that right. you, you have to aspire to be. Yeah. That's now, cool. you so your parents get married. They have three kids. Yeah. Which one are you? After ten years, they had three. I mean, it, was, right. it took a long time for my dad to ten years. My dad carried a torch and couldn't right. tell her. Uh, I was the oldest. I was the first. Okay. Wow. And then you have two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, any gays? No. Shit. Uh, and but but you know my my other brother Brian and I wound up hating Long Island where we lived. Right. We were right in the heart of the Buttafuoco Belt, and I found refuge in a regional theater. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Brian came in with afterwards, and I did you know bit roles, and I did mm-hmm. stage crew and lighting and sound, and I was like you know any the three line role in the misanthrope. Give the tall fifteen right. year old kid this role, and so I was I wound up being around gay men almost all of my free time from age eleven on, mm-hmm. and now, that that was transformative for me. Now, what did your parents think of the gays? They had no hang-ups whatsoever. Really? No hang-ups whatsoever. They weren't that kind of Christian. You and know, would you... No, wait, non, you non-homophobic you, Christians are the minor, are the majority, but you wouldn't know that from the TV Well, the Catholic, they say the Catholic Church, 60% believe in marriage equality. Absolutely. Yeah. And more than that, believe in birth control. Right. Uh, it's just... Wow. Unbe- I love the Pope. Do you the enjoy Church this Pope? A, you know, I, I like him, but I, I also am very cautious because he sucks on women, and I mean sucks on women issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sucks on, on women. Um, there is and no... If he actually he, did... No, he's suck. good on that. And he, yeah. he, the biggest thing he's done... I mean, he's he's done a lot of good talk, and right. he's, he's moved the, the dial more from his rhetoric than any other Pope. In terms of actual policies, yeah. the one great thing he's done is reform the Vatican Bank because right. they were laundering the mob's money. There's a 
scandal so much bigger than child rape, and it's laundering murder money. The child the rape, you know what? I is, think it's probably equal to the child rape scandal. I don't know. I think the child rape is individuals doing it and being dealt with or not dealt with, but laundering the mob money in the Vatican Bank is institutional. It's also that- individuals help hiding those other individuals. Yeah, and there's so much corruption. And again, all the boy raping, well, here's what I say. That ain't Christian. That's Roman. That, that's a little that's piece of the Roman of, right. Empire that's been kept alive behind the Vatican walls. But they also, I mean, I read about these unbelievable child pornography stings yep. through the, and it's it's unbelievable that you would hate homosexuals and a lot and of yet, them are homosexual. I know, but not and the I, pedophiles. And this is what fucking right. Benedict did. The last pope kept trying to blame all the pedophilia on gay priests. Right, dude. Gay priests have boyfriends. Right. Yeah. In every culture that's ever kept records, the overwhelming majority of pedophiles are heterosexual Sexual identified men. males. Right. Yeah. The two Always. don't go together, but um, there is a lot of homosexuality. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Your father... Um, Benedict, I, I, I'm this new pope. Right. I will say, and he, 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 you know, he says a lot of good things about the gays, and then he goes to the Philippines and talks about gay marriage threatening the family. So there's a lot right. of double talk and jive going on. Okay. Right. But I love him. He's a great hero on climate change. He's the greatest hero on income inequality and poverty in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want him to hire ten food tasters and live a long time. Kill me. I um, okay. I read that your father had stem cell. Uh, treatment in Thailand. Yes. And this was an Israeli slash Thailand combo. Mm-hmm. The Israelis are doing incredible things with stem cells. Oh, yeah. um, I just got a thing from Hadassah, which is a Jewish you know, or, philanthropic organization uh, run by women, and they uh, are doing this whole stem cell thing in Israel to cure ALS. Well, yeah, because in Israel they've actually read the Bible, right. and they don't have any of these superstitious hang-ups that are not based in the Bible whatsoever. My dad had to go to Thailand for a procedure not available in America mm-hmm. because the Which Bible it, says something about something, I think. Right. Now, he... And it was he, all adults. It was all his own stem cells from his and, blood. And he lived five extra years. They said it would give him two years. My dad went to the same place that Don Ho went before mm-hmm. he died. And mm-hmm. uh, Don Ho didn't live too long. In Represent fact, I, I wrote a show. Uh, I wrote an off-Broadway show about, you know, how I, I, I did a solo show about my parents that ran off-Broadway. And, and I got a Drama League nomination. I lost to Lee F. Schreiber, that hack. But, uh, um, yeah, he sucks. Hack. Ho, not but, you know, the, the, what happened was when, they, they, when my dad had a second heart attack, they said to him, you could go any day. And my mom, the ex-nun, who had never... Me and Charmy were together living in sin for 11 years, happy, never had a problem. My mother had never complained, but she, she pulls me in one night and she says, uh, will you two please get married to give my husband something to stay alive for? Wow. The greatest act of parental guilt Can in I history. just say something? Jews that is that. beyond... Judea. I have to give you. The Catholic. Yep, can you yeah. please get married so your father doesn't die? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. Uh, Except without that. Listen. Accent. 
Oh, mm-hmm. wait, well, I have to do a different accent. Well, my mother, when she moved Can to Florida, when she moved to Florida, her southern accent began coming back after all these years. And yeah. we never know. When I was a kid, I thought my mother was Julie Andrews. She'd been in Africa. She spoke like this all the time. Oh, wow. John. But when they retired and went down south, she became more and more southern. That's so John, can I speak with you? As a child, yeah. I thought she, like Emma, oh. Emma Thompson in Howard's End is how my mother talked as a kid. I was in love with Let, her. John, I just, I was just, you know, your father's dying, right? <laughs> and I feel that if you married... After 11 years of never once having a problem with us living in blissful sin, my mother throws this down. If you married, your father would live. If you don't marry, your father will die. Well, I said to her... Call me back with a response. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Mom, I can't get married. I can't get married just to please my parents. That's what gay Republicans do. Right. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. you know, she's kept at it. So after after 11 years of courtship, we had 90 days to rush into marriage. Do you... And that's why we got married on Leap Day, because it was the soonest day we could find, and nobody wanted to get married. Oh, and now you don't have an anniversary except for every four years. We only have to acknowledge it every presidential election cycle. Oh, my God, that is terrific. (laughs) You caved. But I did, but I wrote a whole play about it. That's great. And then the day, and, and you know, my dad went to Thailand for the stem cell treatment, the same thing Don Ho had done. The day the play opened, my parents came to New York for opening night, and Don Ho died that day. Oh, oh my no. God. That oh. is terrible. <laughs> That's the best. At least he didn't die on your wedding day. No, that <laughs> must that have been, been better. such a cool show, um, though. Well, it was it was interesting, but my, they, they told my dad he would get two more years. And my dad went to Thailand in a wheelchair. He couldn't mm-hmm. walk anymore. Within three months, he was walking three miles a day. I would go down, and I couldn't keep up with him. I mean, it was incredible how he was transformed. And uh, and, and I, so he got stem cells. He lived. Right. And I still have to be married. <laughs> now, um, and I, and I still have to be married. Still have to be married. Now, um, when, all right, you went to Tish, right? And went, yeah. Yeah. And you studied film and TV. I was and... in the theater school for a couple years, then I transferred to the film school. But, yeah. When... Did you start doing the stand-up comedy, John? Because you're very talented in other ways. But how old were you, and how did you start? I was in my early 20s. It was in the 90s, and uh, my first I remember the open mic was at the Boston Comedy Club. Was I nice to you when you first met me? Uh, you were. See? You Whoa. had very short See? hair. Ding, 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 ding. Everyone one. says, everyone, everyone's like, oh, she, you know, thinks like. Well, you were Judy Gold nice to me. You made oh, fun of a bit I did okay. at the Boston Comedy exactly. Club one night. You you mocked a bit I had done, and I felt so honored because right. I was so in awe. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, so, I, had the, I had the stupidest opening, of the stupidest, stupidest first open mic ever. Cause I Well, because for years I wanted to do it, and I couldn't get myself up to do it. And then I started dating Charmy, and I was like, okay, now I'll do it. So I invited everybody I oh, knew. Oh, no, that's the stupidest Everybody I knew to Boston. Boston Comedy Club, no. so I couldn't back out of it. So they all showed up. My aunts from Staten Island, the whole the right. whole schmear. And the, as soon as the club realized I was the open micer with 25 people in the audience, they kept bumping me and bumping me and bumping me. So they get more drinks out of my people. So Attell goes up, Chappelle goes up, Wally no. Collins goes oh, up. No. You know, I they finally had me follow the guy with, with, with cerebral palsy at like two in the morning. Oh, that's great. The guy who goes up goes, it's okay if you stay out me. Everyone does. Like, that's yeah, the guy I follow. I love that. And, uh, and I was like, well, fuck y'all. I'm doing 20 minutes. And I did. I didn't care. I got the light. I didn't care. I was like, you are, I'm, I'm paying for yeah. a lot of drinks tonight. I've and the these other people. thing is, who else hates when they get the light? That's right. Me. Go. Oh, yeah. well, I, uh, I never get off. But it, but it wound up being great. And then mm-hmm. I was hooked. And then my, my I think Jim Gaffigan was the MC. my second right. show I did. And then my third show I did, Judy Gold gets on stage and makes fun of a bit I did. And it was such an honor. Oh, uh, yeah. thank you. Now, yeah. let me... Um, and I want to discuss the Bible a little bit oh, with sure. you because I feel like how you know so much about the Bible. Yeah, I know. How, is that from 
that's being from a my, child or no, your parents? That's from, that's from post-Catholic. When, when, I, when I finally got to a point, and I tried to be a good Catholic, right. like all through college, I went to Mass every Sunday. Right. I went to Holy Days at NYU. Right. Ca- and my parents would come in, and I would take them to the NYU Catholic Center, where gay couples were openly welcomed and celebrated, right. which my parents loved. Right. And then I'd go down south, and I'd go to these homophobic right-wing churches, and right. I realized, oh my God, it's just a business. They send the progressive priests to the progressive areas, the conservative to the conservative areas, because the name of the game is getting old ladies to open up their purses and write a check. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why my I, dad got out of being a pastor. Yeah, but then, but then when, oh, I realized I couldn't kiss the ring anymore. I couldn't reconcile myself with the right. homophobia, the way women were treated, the stupid birth control prohibition, the stupid unbiblical celibacy rule, which only came about in 1139 AD because the church was greedy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when I got away from the church, I began really just becoming uh, an amateur theologian and pouring myself into that's research. Okay, and, so here's the deal. And now I'm an atheist. The problem with, I mean, and there are things that make me incredibly furious, like sad furious. Now, one, of course, is the way the world is changing, the way that no one knows what it's like to take a walk in nature without a fucking phone, where people don't make... I gotta tweet that. Hang on. um, (laughs) that, That people cannot communicate correctly. They don't make eye contact. Like, that pisses me off. And then... The, uh, the I don't understand why it is okay at a Republican quote unquote. Let's just it wasn't a debate, but whatever. That they they don't talk about you know crime and guns. They talk about God. The oh, yeah. last question was about God. They lie about God, right? And I can't. What the fuck is going? What the fuck is going on in this country? Like I cannot. What I re- I grew up in New Jersey in a suburb. My neighbors were Italian Catholic. Long like Island. N- no one fucking cared. Like I was a Jew. They were Catholic. There were Republicans and Democrats. No one fucking hated each other. Mm-hmm. Be over their political. You know, Ford had had <laughs> dinners with you know Nixon. I, I mean, oh, Ford was a um, I can't. But you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. know, they they would. Republicans and Democrats would be friends. I mean, like, I, I don't... Why the fuck are they allowed to do this God shit? Well, why are in a they way, allowed? It's, it's always been this way. I mean, there's always been this kind of bitter partisan rancor, you know, going back to Jefferson and Adams hating each other. I right. mean, John Adams outed Thomas Jefferson for selling his own children into right. slavery 200 years ago. The shit that the Clintons and the Obamas have taken is really nothing compared to what the Roosevelts took from the mm-hmm. Republican Party. Like, this sort of toxic political discourse Look, is I, not I new. have to say... But uh, there wasn't this much media back then. Right. And it didn't saturate the culture and didn't get to all of our brain right, cells right, as right, much. Right, 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 right. But uh, I, 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 I'm so angry all the time that it's made me physically sick, and I'm right. trying to find ways to adjust mm-hmm. to it. Right. So, because I just spent, uh, you know, a year and a half working on this movie for PBS about the American dream, where we went to all the towns the Tocqueville went to. I interviewed 200 people in 55 cities and 17 states about how America got to be this fucked. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm neck deep in it, and and I have a hard time containing my anger. Mm. Uh, and and it goes to religion, the media, politics. I just don't. I mean, like, I don't like. I, it's, I, I get. I really get. Well, first off, know that you only get this angry because you love so much. Mm-hmm. So right. focus on the fact that it, this, the love is more important than the anger. I understand, too, but John. I do not understand. You know, these people who are 
homophobes and racists. We can't even tell if that. We don't even know that. This is the worst thing about it. We don't know if they're if they're bigots or if they're calculating non-bigots who pretend to be bigots right. to get the bigot vote. Well, do you I don't fi- think Mitt Romney's a homophobe. Right. I, I had this fight with Dan Savage. I think he's worse than a homophobe. Right. He's a non-homophobe who pretends to be one because he thinks that's how people are. Right. And that th- I think a lot of them are like that. Absolutely. Like, you cannot tell me. George W. Bush went to a gay wedding. I know. Fucking fakes. But if you're going to hate, really hate. Fake. Commit to your well, hate. Look at Chris fucking Christie vetoes. You know, we, they, it passes. Gay marriage passes. And he fucking who the fuck are you? His his sister's uh, brother is gay. Like you're my age and from New Jersey. There's no fucking way you don't I'm have. Sorry, gay but friends. that's that's just a bit of the tip of the gigantic iceberg. Oh, that's that. the Chris Christie hypocrisy. And when part. I say gigantic, oh, yeah. I mean gigantic. He's a large man. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't do size jokes about Chris Christie. I know, but I, I, I have he to. Can, with... He can still bounce back, and that's not a size joke. <laughs> no, no. That's but, listen. That he could be, he could still make he could climb any mountain with the aid of about two dozen Sherpas. Right. He could do it, but still. <laughs> it's just... So the the thing that I I don't I how now we're we're based on separation of church and state. Okay, we now, are now this these churches who preach hate and they preach you know anti gay they're, they're anti not everything. And we got to say they're they're fake Christians. But they get tax deductions, correct? Yes, they do. They get tax deductions. Gay Why marriage. the fuck do they get tax deductions deductions to teach people to fucking hate? Like why the fuck I can't I don't I go to a synagogue, there's a homeless shelter, yeah. you know, there's a GLBTQ or STUV mm. um uh, uh, commission. They went up to New York to fight for. I mean, it's a do-gooder it's love. place. It's love. It's about helping. It's about. And t- that's the you know only t- message Jesus had. Now, Tacona Lum. Do you know what that is? No. So that is the basic tenet of Judaism, social, social Judaism, and it's about you're here for Tacona Lum to heal the world, to yep. make the world a better place. Yes, and that's the kind of Jew Jesus was, which right. the Gentiles have forgotten. Right. You know, now, in Jesus' day, if you wanted to experience God, you go out there and you fucking live. Right. You do good but deeds you, and you be a mensch and you laugh your ass off and you love life. But when the Greeks translated it all, the Greeks believed in the invisible step God in the sky right. throwing lightning bolts down and right. they're the ones who ruined Christianity. Right. Now, Didn't Jesus you, you, believe in that too? No, Jesus mostly talked in metaphor. He said he re, he repl- people always say Jesus said I didn't come to uh, abolish the law but to fulfill it. Well, Jesus was big on metaphor, douchebag. He did abolish mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. Jesus overturned Old Testament laws on the death penalty, on divorce, on food purity, on Taxation. working on the Sabbath. Uh, he 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 said pay your damn taxes, and he replaced the Ten Commandments with two: love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But and also, you also should be able to have a imaginary weapon. guy in the sky. So, no, he didn't. But they know, tried to. But there's a passage in Luke where he says sell your cloak and buy a sword and they take that out of context right. to say Christ was oh, pro-weapon. Oh, they take things out of context? And they don't uh-huh. even... They have, because they haven't read the Bible. Bing, bing. No, I have, wait, 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 wait. That's my G-O-D. favorite, by the way. It's my favorite oh. taken out of context Bible verse. Okay. V. It's G-O-D and it's or, G-D if you're a Jew. You're not yeah. supposed to write the full name. Listen. But you can say Hashem, right? Or, right, or Hashem, yeah. yeah. God, you're so smart. Now, um, so uh, what I don't get is... Why do they get a fucking tax? To, like I don't understand. Well, that's a that, that's a that's a relic of a bygone era. That's not going to last forever. Do you think they're not going to have tax? I, I, I look They'll, these people. I always say this to people: when gay people, ha, you know, these religious people, when gay people got the right to marry first in Massachusetts, where did they go to get married? Did they go to church? Did they go to synagogue? Did they go to a mosque? Well, it'll never happen in a mosque, but you know what I mean. Mo- it'll happen in a mosque. But did they go lifetime. there? 
you think? Yeah. They didn't go to any religious, they didn't go to a house of worship. They went to City Hall. Yeah. That's where they went because it's about the rights that two people who are together for 50, 60 years should be protected by the government, mm-hmm. just like two other people, just like Jerry Sandusky had yeah. more rights than I. Exactly. Eric Menendez. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Mary Kay Letourneau. Well, that marriage has actually worked out. Can you believe that? 20 years. Amazing, I know, and, right? she, and he's like... He's like he's madly in love with her. What the fuck? Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. It, 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 you know, I had the biggest look, crush on my fourth grade Woody teacher. Allen and Soon Yi are together 20 years now. And, you know, I know, sorry, but that's folks. a little... Uh, that's like Elisa being with Henry. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. That's how I always say it. Whoa. Because he's her stepdad. But right, he was not right. her stepdad. What do you mean? He never adopted her. He wasn't her stepdad. No, she's his stepdad. He was dating her mother. Oh. Right. So Elisa dates me. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not married yet. Okay. But she lives with Henry. No, we go back and forth. Okay. Because we have not found an apartment yet. Okay. And she, that would be like her. Dating. Yeah. And that to me is. Uh, unethical, but not illegal. I can't, I, like. Well, she's also and gay. And so you go, you go. Well, she is gay. That's true. That, then it'd be really so, weird. So, um, all right. Look, all I'm saying is Mary Kay Letourneau is what marriage lasted. Woody Allen's marriage lasted. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And, and, and I'm sorry. Life is hard. You find what we're... I don't respect how Woody Allen dumped Mia Farrow. It was horrible. Right. But it's hard. Life is hard. If you find the love that works for you and you're not hurting anybody else, then go ahead. That's why I'm like, whatever you're into, polyamory, bisexuality, what, whatever whatever works for you, hang on to it. Right. They're good old to enough people. to make their I decisions. just want... I was in Alaska last week and I went on this catamaran and we went first of all it was sort of like when I was in Israel and I saw where Jesus walked over the The Via Dolorosa yeah and I remember standing there with Ted Alexandro and I remember standing there who was also on the podcast and I All right. I remember thinking. Now I'm a Jew. I'm a real Jew, but you're I, a Jew. I I'm very spirit, and I remember thinking. I ate off the same plate as you. I had no idea. You're disgusting. So I gen- remember thinking. I'll oh be my god. With you. I oh my god. Um, <laughs> this is. It looks like what it would have looked like then. Yes. It's 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 no movie. Yeah. studio could recreate the fact that this looks like yeah. the Bible, you know? So then I go to Alaska last week and we're in this catamaran in the middle of the ocean and I saw Russia. No. And we're in the <laughs> middle. I saw Russian vodka, actually. But um, we're in the middle of this ocean and I'm looking around and, you know, we see these sea otters playing. Then we see uh, a mom humpback whale with her calf. And then we see a bunch of humpback whales and every species is endangered. And I'm looking around and it's like you're it's really like the same feeling. Oh, my God, this is the earth. This is the earth. And when we got to Alaska, all you could hear was like these loud like explosions. And it was the glaciers falling into the Mm -hmm. ocean. Mm -hmm. I was there six years ago. And the uh, there was iceberg. There were icebergs in the in the water. None. Yeah. None, none when I was here yeah. this time. And I look at the planet, and I, I feel like the planet's dying. I think it's our fault. planet's not dying. 
the you don't planet think so? will take no. care of itself. No, the planet's regenerating. The planet's rebooting. But, so you know, do you believe in climate change? Yeah, I do, but I also... Do you think it's man-made? I believe man-made activity contributes to climate mm-hmm. change. What about China and their air? Absolutely. They're okay, the most horrible polluters. Linfen, right. China, is the most polluted city in the world. And these people are dying of, like, lung diseases. They are. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Okay. So, but see, what the Earth's going to do about this, the Earth's mm-hmm. going to solve it. Our, our little legislation won't solve it, and mm-hmm. we have enough politicians here and in Asia and in Europe that will make sure we do nothing. We're a very mm-hmm. dumb bunch of monkeys. Okay. What's going to happen G-O-V. is, you know how the Earth is going to shake us off its shoulders yes. like dandruff. Not all of us, but the Earth is going to handle this problem of all these emissions by making sure there are less emission-creating homo sapiens. Um, and there will and be what less if they're of homosexual, the, the emission? Uh, as long as they don't live in coastal areas, now, they should be okay. Now, what if they, you know, when you talk about emissions... You don't see a lot of climate scientists buying beachfront property, if you Let want. me just say, the emissions are also farts also ruin the... Yeah, I mean, you want to get rid of climate change... Stop farting. No, cows. It's the methane right. from, from cow flatulence, and one, you know, cows and eating beef causes right. more damage to our air than cars do at this right. point. So they say. And I have... Have you ever lit Whoa. a fart? Have you ever tried to light a that fart? That I have not... Do- I have not reached a point of boredom, Judy, where I've actually done that. I um, was stoned and in college, mm-hmm. and... And I, I'm going to go with very stone. Okay. And we were like, and you know, I, I have, I'm a little boy deep down inside. And it, it was like, it blew up like a, you know, torch. I, I, so I feel like I, I would am contributing. I have to eat slower <laughs> and stop drinking so much coffee and the world would change. Everybody cut back on your meat intake. Well, now, this is the thing, and I have this fight with vegans all the time, and I had a big fight with Jamie Kilstein about this, because I, lo- I, I love I Jamie. I know, I know. And you know, you know, how do you know if someone's a vegan? Do nothing. They'll tell you. But uh, Oh, no. This is my favorite. You know, they, and they're like, uh, can, <laughs> and can you come over for moral. dinner? He's great. I love but Jamie. I cannot deal with, can you come over for dinner? Well, Jamie's a vegan, so. Then fucking tell him to bring his own fucking food. No, like, listen, I can't. It's great. We, went to, we went to Pure Food and Wine, me and Charmy and, and, and uh, Jamie and Eddie Brill and, and Kelly Carlin. Like, I go to vegan places right. with them. But what I say is, people will part with their religion before they part with their comfort food, right? right? Like food is our greatest drug, even more than love. Right. So if you want to, if you go out there and say, hey, stop eating meat, people are going to shut down. I say this is a huge carnivore. My my dad was a butcher before we got married. Oh, not kosher. My parents grew up in the depression. Not a kosher. So for them, if you can have meat twice a day, you have made it. And for my parents growing up, and her in the South, him in Brooklyn in the Depression, meat every day, mm-hmm. that means that you're rich. So my parents ate a lot of meat, and my dad died of heart disease slowly and brutally in his 70s, and it was awful. When my wife became a vegetarian uh, after a McCartney show in L.A. like a dozen years ago, I thought, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm was now- Was it because of the McCartney show? It was after, on the way home from the McCartney show, she said, I'm going to stop eating meat. And, wow. she, and she did, and, and uh, it changed her life. But here's the thing. Cool. You like, say, she stop feels eat- better? Oh, yeah. Did she lose weight? Oh, yeah. You, 
well, fuck. But when I tried, I to, but when I tried to be vegetarian, I wound up like eating too much bread, and I was passing out of concerts. And she made right. me go back. She read the Eat for Your Blood type books. It said type O blood, eat meat, I'm avoid o. wheat. Are you positive? Are you o? Yeah, it says for typo. And my dad is O. If you I'm want to know o about positive. This, well, then and that, I the, say that is the only positive thing about me is <laughs> O. Po- is that I'm according o to this particular yeah. fad diet, you should eat meat and vegetables, avoid wheat. Uh, I know I eat too much wheat, and a, I get really sick. And A blood is the Asian blood type. And right. I'm A blood. That's like tofu and vegetables, and try to and you shouldn't eat it. Wait, that's A good, positive. Okay, that's good for vegetarian. It's just A. You don't worry just about buy it. the book. God so damn it. wait, okay, oh, okay, I'm going to eat meat and vegetables and less wheat. Eat right, eat right. But I love challah. I mentioned I love challah. You can still have it. All right, just in moderation. Just not a lot. But here's what I say. What about the eat less meat movement? Because you say you don't eat meat anymore. People shut down. When I was a carnivore and someone said vegetarian, I don't care. I know it's moral. I know it's healthier. I shut down. But if you come out and say, hey, how about you want to make Paul McCartney happy and be good to your colon and the rainforest and the cows? Just eat less meat. But I you agree. know when kosher. And, and, I, and I said, to, I said to Jamie, I said, I'm saving more cows than you. Okay. Now, kosher, you know how the kosher meat goes. Kosher the the reason it's kosher is the animal is killed in the least painful way for the animal. Is it still given hormones and antibiotics? No. Okay, then really? kosher meat. No. And they have no organic- one talks about bovine growth hormone in this country. Well, they have oh. organic kosher meat. So yeah. and it's a mass and it's killer. also um, yeah. So you. They do a vein that's very it's pain, it's painless, and, and they're evil cows who deserve it, right? Right, okay. like Elsa. Yeah, bitch. Ugh. I mean, I fucking I, I don't even want to get into Bossy. Elsa. Yeah. but you know, and so then and they salt it. They have to salt mm-hmm. it for a certain amount. And you could go on the like if you went to a kosher butcher, you could get in the back and say, yeah. "Can I see the?" You know, they're right. So. And I grew up kosher, and I just eat kosher meat. I, li- I prefer kosher meat. But I don't, when I go out, I don't, you know, I'll eat whatever. But I respect I, your superstition. And I also, it is a so, totally superstition. We respect uh, yours. But the thing is, is I feel like my body needs meat. I, especially before I get my yeah. period, even though I'm going to be 53 in November, and I still get my fucking period. You look gorgeous. Well, you Thank know, Michael you. Stipe said one night, you know, Michael Stipe used to brag in every REM show how a vegetarian he was. And then he said one night he was staying at a friend's place, and at like two in the morning, his body said, to him, we need tuna fish now. And he went down and ate tuna fish and broke his vet. And he said, my body needed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how this it is. friend of mine got pregnant and like vegetarian for like ever, 25 years. Th- Listen and, to your body. And all she wanted was a bacon cheeseburger. Huh. And she well, went to the diner and, got, and that was the end. Let me tell you one, one little secret. One little secret I've discovered. Uh, uh, definitely read the Eat for Your Blood type book and you can still eat less meat. But if you're craving meat, here's something I found that's That's crazy. iron. That's yeah, low but iron. It's also fats. And sometimes, uh, uh, like a couple of spoonfuls of raw almond butter will trick your body. I love almond. A couple of spoonfuls of almond butter and your body will think you just had a burger. It works. You can trick your body. Really? Mm -hmm. It's craving the fats. So like, okay. Now here's the thing. I want to discuss with you. We just got to trick our taste buds. (laughs) I, the social media. Now we, you're on social media and you're great at social media. No, I'm not. It's awful. Okay. Everything I fucking say, by the way, um, take a picture of his bracelet because we have to put it on. That is the fuck. It's like bicycle. It's bicycle chains, yeah. I need that. I'll Where did you get you. that? You will? Because, you know, I ride my bicycle everywhere. I know. I do, too, now because of you. I'm a bike messenger. Is that messenger. why? Uh, well, no, I got this before, but I'm riding my bike to work every day now. Not because of me. Well, you inspired me coming in with your helmet to the studio. I come in with my helmet every day now. Love you. Okay, so... The, the I the social media thing is like, and I say this in my act, like my kids will never know what it's like to get stoned, go to Tower Records for four hours and look through albums. 
yeah. and just stick and look through albums, album covers. That's true. Read the 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 liner notes, yeah. and no one bothers you. And that was my gift to when I did something or I worked really hard. That was my gift to myself. Me too. Uh, I miss record stores. I miss record stores so much. And imagine how much we're all going to miss bookstores in twenty years. I. It it's so I feel really sad. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. I have kids, but I I really don't know what the world is gonna well, the thing be is, like. And the, it's the sad. world's gonna keep on changing. And if you resist it, that'll cause suffering. I don't right. mean to go all Buddhist on you, but it's like, look, I can be angry. The people are right. attached to their phones all the time, or right. I can just say just this said, is how yeah. the world is and how my species is going, and I'm just riding the wave. I I, I it does upset me, and I feel like I feel like I'm very sentimental. I'm I, you know look. I'll never not wear a watch. I feel like with a face. Be- I have these things <laughs> that I have to. What don't you like about social media? Um, there are some things I like about it. I don't like that someone, especially as a comic, can do can be a funny tweeter and then gets he- headlined somewhere and has no idea how to do an hour. Yes, I've noticed in that. any circumstances whatsoever. Ah, I've seen I that. and I've often <laughs> said this on. On the show, when I went on the road, when you went on the road, no internet, no cell phone, mm-hmm. couldn't afford to make phone calls, mm-hmm. had to read and write mm-hmm. or go to museums or do something. Arithmetic. And <laughs> don't. You've contributed nothing. Right. And that is. I heard <laughs> a sorry. voice. I don't know what I'm it's going to come from everybody. another studio. But, you, you know, I just feel like, okay, yes, the world is changing. changing. I don't think. The that it's in a better, I think the loss of humor and inter- to have a watch. I don't know. If good tell or bad you apply. it's time for you to get up and walk around instead of thinking, oh, I feel like I should get up. Like I don't that everything. It's like overly religious people yeah. who need a, a book to tell them how to think, how to eat, how oh, to do everything. That is what the Apple Watch is. Is a fucking over orthodox religious human being. It's also conditioning us to be amused and not notice how badly we're all getting fucked and, and conditioning how the middle us class to be has disappeared. Yeah. yeah. To uh, be uh, what? Tracked. Well, sure. I mean, you can't lie anymore. You can't say, "Oh my god, I totally called, no one answered. I called, it was I know. busy." You can't, like, <laughs> you, can't I, you have to get rid of, I had a joke about the plane. It's ruining it, adultery, by the way. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashley Madison, I mean. Oh, I know. How funny was that? That oh was God. great. That was fantastic. My, I, I Listen, adultery is wrong unless you're sleeping with the wife of the guy who runs Ashley Madison. Right. That's mm-hmm. my fantasy. Yeah. I want her I so love that. bad. I want, I'm going to well, Do you know pictures. what she looks like? I don't care what she looks like. I want her. I'm going to make Let her. Let me just oh, say, yeah. the, the I on think her. the um, CEO of Ashley Madison, mm-hmm. Jew. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? Awesome. Okay, so you know the the priests, they hate adultery. Go on. The priests may mm-hmm. molest the boys, but the Jew, the rabbis, love to have the women in the office while he, you know, they're counseling them oh, on yeah. their marital issues. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I oh, feel wow. like it's work. You feel like it's getting better. What, what do you like? I can't accept. I can't attach. I can't. I can't attach any any subjective value to it. You know, like I see the changes. I try not to be too freaked out by the changes. I'm not an enthusiast. You know, like I know people who just love everything tech, and I know people who resist everything tech. I'm just kind of like no. This I is do how the, the tech, world is. We are but, we are Rome with free ringtones. Okay, mm. but I feel like I do the tech. Um, and there's some things about it I like, but I feel like overall my kids watching a movie l- movie on their computer on the couch 
And, and you haven't lived until you've seen Lawrence of Arabia on a three-inch iPhone screen. Can I tell you that? <laughs> you know, it's like you, you don't have to like the new normal, but it's, it's going to be the new normal. Right. But, Whew. yeah. I mean, movie. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is right. Movies suck now. Everyone just wants to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... I don't, it's hard for me. And, you know, I, I actually didn't get to read that full Dustin Hoffman interview because I was watching Meet the Fockers 2, so I, I didn't <laughs> Oh, that's such, I know. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, John, you really, you have an edge. Uh, you have an edge. Uh, There's still good movies out there. It's crazy. I mean, no, Dustin I know, was but wrong. you know what I mean. I know It's what you like mean. these TV shows are taking over and they're binge watching. It's like. And, you know, movie theater is going to go away too. That's going to go away in our lifetime. No. Yeah, that whole, that whole community notion. I mean, we used to be a nation of joiners. We used to have bowling leagues. We used to have town halls right. where we go meet. It'll pendulum back. Uh, no, it won't. We're all going to, you know, the, the internet <laughs> does bring us closer together right. in some ways, but it really keeps us in our little pods and many others. I think right. it will pendulum back. I think as humans, we need interaction, and right, I think eventually we'll get hungry enough to where we'll start doing that again. My, we'll call ben, it new. Mm-hmm. Ben has this friend, um, uh, and Margot, and her mother makes them all put their cell phones in a basket when they come in the house. That's really? Great. And they hate going over there. Yeah, good for her. Good for yeah. Margot. And I'm like, I love her. I want you to go to Margot's house. No, because I'll walk in his room. They just sit there on their phones. Yep. Even while they're watching I go, why TV? are you even here right. with each other? <laughs> You're just fucking. And then they'll text me. Ben, literally, I live in a 950 square foot apartment. I'll be in the living room. What's for dinner? Text. You like, know. you can't fucking get no. up? Yes! That's Always. how he was raised, Judy. That's how he was raised. Oh, fuck. Sorry. All right. I do have to say, last night, <laughs> I was laying in bed, and I forgot to close my door, and I did text Henry in the next room. Could you please do close you like, my door? Do you like Twitter? Because you're very funny on it. Um, I I hate the, the, oh, my God, I haven't tweeted thing. Yeah, like because some days I'm not in a tweet mood. But you're such a good joke writer. Like I, I you know, I I got Dick Cavett to join Twitter. I was guest hosting uh, Joy Behar's <laughs> show, and I had Cavett as a guest. And mm-hmm. on the air, I got him to join Twitter and set up an account. We made a whole bit out of it, right? And because I, I said to him, you know, S.J. Perlman or Groucho would thrive on this now. Right. Cavett's so great at the one-liners. He couldn't get into it. He, he never. He still doesn't do it. And yeah. I was so mad because when you're that good a wit, it's a great way to reach people that you would never reach. And I reached a lot of people through Twitter that I would never reach through the various silly TV shows. And I've you done. have a lot of Twitter followers. I got. A, I mean, it's okay. I don't know what. A, I mean, I got friends with a million. I don't think I have that many. I know, but that's what I don't get. There are some people who have a million. And I have no idea who they are. They're all they, they do shows that kids watch, right? You know, and that's that's. I mean, you look up Carol King. She's got like Doris oh. Kearns Goodwin. I know Ruth Nothing. Buzzy has like I, you know two hundred followers. I don't yeah. know James Taylor. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's unbelievable. It's mortifying when I see someone I've admired my whole life who's done so much great work and they have like a third of the Twitter followers right. I have. Right. Politicians, journalists. I mean, people who are so much better than me. And by the way, it's affected acting as well because right. casting directors will tell me all the time that they look at someone's social media following sometimes more then they look at your resume. They take into consideration not where you trained, not what you've done, not what exactly. roles you've done, but how big now, a social media think, fan base you have. Now, don't you think that's a bad thing? I think well, it's yeah. a very bad because thing. Right. That's and that's only, how comics get unless it, Unless it gets me roles. But unless it gets me work. Right. That's only based on if you're good at Twitter or not, or if you started Twitter. Like, no, yeah. or if you had some stupid video online. Correct. That, it doesn't yeah. mean that you're a good actor at all, but it does mean you can help the marketing campaign for the project right. when it comes out because you've got 100,000 followers. But look at me. I get a lot. I mean, I did a show... 
last week in East Hampton, and they were like, I can't believe your audience. There's like young kids. Scott, Blake, Scott Blakeman yes, over for yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Young boys, young kids and girls. You know, like, And then you have old Jews, you have jappy women, and then you have the gays. Mm-hmm. And it, it's beautiful. And it's, I wish I could get that audience. It's amazing. What? No, we just got to wrap up because Ophira's here and she's on a tight schedule. <sighs> yeah, I'm on a tight vagina. Yeah, I see. Okay? I see that. Ophira Eisenberg? Yeah. I'm doing a show with her next week. Oh, Fuck geez. you. You know what, John? When are you doing a show with me? When you invite me instead of Kill Scott me Blakeman. Now. Invite me instead of Scott Blakeman. You're I'll... not opening for me. I open for you in a no, second. No, he called and said, Judy, it's Scott. Can I open for you? I'm a Jew. Uh, no, I'm I a get Jew. the Jew thing. I All understand. Right. No, no. He did it on his own. You he Christ killers. You Christ killers have Listen, to stick together. We ask you everyone. you got to keep the gets... Goyim out. I, Goyim can't even open for Judy Gold. Everyone. That's so not true. Goy, Goy. Turn off the juice, guy. All right, Just question. Cool we guy. ask everyone this question. Are you on any antidepressants? Anxiety, anything. As of New Year's Day, mm-hmm. I will be 10 years clean what? of all mirth control. That's what now, I call it. I, I was love on, it, mirth control. I was yeah. on everything. What were you on? I was on Wellbutrin. That's I was what I'm on. on. Paxil. Check. Check. I was on Effexor. Check. I was on Serazone. No. Nefazodone. No. I was on um, uh, Buspar twice. Oh, yes, me too. And I was on Zoloft. Okay, so I have Zoloft. five out of those. Yeah. And what happened when you went off? And did you do it slowly? Well, it was different for every one of them. I mean, well, Buchan didn't work, so they put me on Zoloft. That didn't work, so they put me on Paxil. Mm-hmm. That just destroyed my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, whoa, Pax- let me tell you something. I'm I, on Paxil. Well, I went off. You know, here's the thing with Paxil. If it works for you, great. Like, I view with antidepressants, I'm not against them. If, it, if you find what works for you, great. Although, I really do believe that if you just rely on a pill and not a pill with talk therapy, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of selling Oh, I do short. therapy. Yeah, so do I. Go. But uh, mm-hmm. when I went off Paxil... I went off cold turkey because no. I was so depressed. I was like, this does not work. Right. And uh, so I went off completely. And later in my Paxil support groups, uh, I, my ex-Paxil support groups, I learned that there's a very high suicide risk if you quit at cold turkey. So <gasps> taper that stuff. When I finally went off of uh, Serazone, oh. it was uh, in late 2005, mm-hmm. and I spent six months tapering. Because I tried to quit it three times. It was mm-hmm. disastrous. Whoa. And, you know, my side effect was this thing called marked agitation, which sounds very benign, marked mm-hmm. agitation. Oh, in wow. real life, it was me ripping my shirts off, smashing plates on my head. I once like had a fit in, on the street in Studio City. Rick Overton had to like bear when, hug when me. When was this? Ten years ago. And this was, was on, on what? Uh, getting off of Serazone, also known as Nefazodone, which was uh, banned in Europe because it caused liver I failure. I have had that. I have had Not those. Not banned in America, but banned in Europe. And that was I my last one. I have had those um, experiences of that anger of like... Yeah, I mean, I was like, Just, I mean, anger fits. And, yeah. and, and and a lot of it's, you know, the usual frustrations, but you can't control. And right. so I knew that the antidepressants weren't working for me. Um, and I found what works for me is a, a formula uh, of, of sleep, exercise, and creativity. That's it. I have to I have to get enough sleep. I have to get exercise. I have vomit. to be creative. That and if I, I, don't, do if I don't do those three things, things and I meditate. Well, I should be meditating. I just have a child. There's no time for it. I will meditate. I will meet you at the studio. We can meditate together. I'm not kidding. Do you sit in silence? Yes. Do you do a? You don't do a guided meditation. Um, I don't have to now. But, but in, uh, you I do. You don't do a, a, like a mantra or anything, right? You don't do a TM or anything. No. You just do. You sit. On our. How long did it take you to get good at it? It took a while. It yeah. took a really long time. I do do 
I will do mantra and I will do other things to mix it up. Yeah. Um, but I can now actually get into the mindfulness. Well, that's yeah. what I. That's that's what's lacking in my life. Okay. I have to tell you, led us through taught a meditation on one of Judy's earlier Kill Me Now shows. Really? Yeah. That actually has been working for me a lot. And if you want to go back and listen, like it's somewhere in the middle of it. But honest, it's all about you. Will you you send me a link? I will. She walks you through it, and it's great. And you can also find it at judygold.com slash Kill Me Now. Yeah. And John's been so good to me. It's so funny that you're living with your ex and your 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 wife right now. I my wife uh, has a show with her ex Mm -hmm. Keith and the girl, and we're going on tour this October. We're all going to be in a bus together. Um, for two weeks, uh, just going around different um, states or whatever, you know, with Keith and the girl. Uh, do you have any any pointers? Well, my wife and I are legally a gay couple because all the people we hang out with are ex-lovers. So it's, you know, like... That's just John, how it is. and you haven't Damn. brought me right. in. You haven't brought me into the group. <laughs> you're, you're, you're spoken for, thank you. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, John? Well, I, I, I would take you down, white girl. Let me tell you something. Ooh. I am, I am I'm I'm the fine. breeder. I'm the breeder. The lesbians will... They'll, they'll dip their toe in yeah. my pond. Because you, you have a Katie yeah. Lang lookalike thing thank going. You. Now... Yes. Nice. John, but yeah, um, but I was on antidepressants for a long time, and it didn't work for me, and I, I, uh, and it was very hard getting off. Well, wow. I do find it some. It was hard getting off when I was on certain antidepressants. Well, Paxil, <laughs> no. You're talking about Paxil, right? Now, now I have a little combo with the Wellbutrin, and I'm back to my normal self. Because Paxil was just like putting a, oh, a, I know twenty blankets over your libido, and, and you know, so it's like I still could do it. I just. Had felt nothing. Right. I was not invested. You have a great show on Sirius XM. Thank you. Yeah, I love it, and I'd like to Me go too. on next week if I can. Yeah, let's all. Oh, I can. Pr- I can uh, promote the thing. Your thing is going to come out on Tuesday, and we'll promote it. This thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now it's three hours. Yes, three hours and it's every day. Sort of the three dimensions of your personality. Well, you know, when yeah. they, they came to me, they said, we're launching a new channel. It's like NPR with dick jokes. And, and would you do a daily show for us? And Pete Dominic was setting up the channel. And I love Pete. And I yeah. thought, well, and when an artist asked Did you to think, do this, oh, Pete, different. why don't you call Judy Gold? No, I thought <laughs> okay. I have a baby and I want to get off the road. And I okay. could use a gig because my TV show had ended. And I love that. It is like NPR with dick jokes. Yes. My tour had ended and the Katie Couric show had ended and I wasn't working. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, perfect timing. And I don't want to live on the road. So, so, uh, so I said, yeah. And I pitched them like three shows in one. It's like mm-hmm. one hour of political talk. One hour, like NPR, fresh air, one-on-ones with authors and science people, relationships, families, celebrities, right. directors. And then one hour, early Howard Stern, where I just bring in comics. You mm-hmm. know, the three kinds of radio I like. Political talk, NPR-style interview, and just comics being inappropriate. And I, I said I wanted to be three shows a day, every day, which is, I didn't know how mentally taxing that would mm-hmm. be. You know, just doing, if you just talk politics for three hours and the phones are ringing, you're doing one thing, right. then you can move on. But it actually takes a lot of energy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Transition. I've got to read like so many books, and I've got to, like, you know, do so much research and prep for it. Well, you're so doing three shows in one. It's three shows a day, yeah. But it's but it's it's interesting. I'm learning so much. Right. It's and so I'm, good. I was, I'm not a curious person, so I was forcing myself to become one because I wanted to be more curious. So it's great fun. And Judy Gold I was on the show curious. the first week we were on the air. And, uh, and we've had great guests. And uh, I mean, we've had like Brian Wilson and Willie yeah. Nelson and just amazing people. All right. Just stop bragging. The show next is week, great. Uh, next week, uh, Cindy Lauper, Rita Rudner, and Stephanie Miller. You're kidding me. What about oh Judy Gold? Cindy Lauper. And Judy Gold. Me and uh, my wife, okay, our but... song that we dance, like our fucking song is Time After Lauren. Time. I'm that really? is our Lauren. song. Wow, so few couples ever use that song, too. I know, I know. That song was, no one ever put that song on a mixtape in the 80s. I'm going to kill Lauren. I'm going to All right, anyway. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, so that show is on Sirius. Sirius XM uh, 121, 2 to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday Eastern Time. 
um, with Frank Conniff. With your with the incredible Frank Conniff mm-hmm. and your uh, social media. By the John, way, it's so hip that you had Frank Conniff as your first guest. I know. Us. That's the hippest thing I ever I Because I love him. He's There's no one like him. I know. And, and he and freaks people out until they get to realize he's actually kind of a genius. He's awesome. Kind of a genius. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's, he's beyond. He's so brilliant. He's so brilliant. Um, JohnFugelsang.com. Uh, yeah, that's a bit in disrepair. We're working on okay. that. Okay. <laughs> At John Fugelsang? Yes. And the John Fugelsang page on uh, the Facebook. The I'm... Facebook. That's so Jewish. Jo- oh. I'm on the Facebook. You're gonna go, we're going to go watch the Star Wars, uh. and then we're going to go watch the Seinfeld yeah. on TV later on. <laughs> well, if you're my dad, the Steinfeld. I cannot <laughs> thank you enough for being here. I have wanted to do this since you launched it. You are you you are one of the comedians. You're not just one of the comedians who inspired me from the beginning, but you're one of the first ones to be nice to me. Like there was a couple my first year who were really nice to me. You were good. Gaffigan was good. A few people, and mm-hmm. uh, I could never give you what you've given me, and I learn from you every time I watch you perform. Oh my God, John! I cannot. That is so much for me to take in, and I'm glad I took my meds this morning. I am too, and I. I took mine. It's the only reason I'm talking like this. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.